Good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, the messenger, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Once again, it's on. On this episode, we're going to discuss the ghetto culture, which I'll call the red, uh, black rednecks. Um, the term rednecks derived from the English word. Those are the derived from this uh, group of people out of England. Um, they were some of them were Scottish, some of them were Irish. Uh, but there was a group of people, uh, lower class citizen. Um, like I said, a lot of those European country, they was dumping their their untouchables. They were sending their, their their untouchables, their lower class, to America. Consequently, they come with custom, bad habits. So they settle on the, the deep south, like Alabama, Kentucky, Tennessee, you name it, the Carolinas. Those rednecks. Um, they brought their culture with them. Most of them came out of England and Ireland. Um, that being said, that's where the, the ghetto culture really took place um, from. That's the the root cause of it for the most part. And in that, the, question, the question I will post on this podcast, why do black people celebrate and glorify this ghetto mindset, this ghetto culture? Now, the ghetto culture did not represent the whole population. That is part of the population, but that's not the whole demographic. But the media, once again, the media like to create this narrative that every black person is ghetto, every black person like this ghetto lifestyle, this thug mentality. And it was a social experiment. Mostly the CIA was behind that. That's why they're always constantly promoting drugs and sex to our youth and homosexuality, to our black, uh, to our black people. Most black people, they're not, they're so, they're against sexual, uh, homosexuality. They're against drugs. All those things they're against. And the whole narrative that, you know, there's no single black dad in the family, that's a lie. Most children was raised by the dad until the 60s. Because there is, the reason why a lot of black parents become single because of the welfare state, um, the Civil Rights Act in 1964, um, that was a social experiment done by that was funded and backed up by the Rockefeller family. You don't have to listen to me. I'm just a messenger. You can look it up for yourself because they founded the civil rights movement. And and that's why when MLK was talking about the war in Vietnam, which was a foreign affair, but he was killed because of that, because they tell him to stay out of this conversation. This is their money. This is international money. You need to stay with your domestic uh, topic. But that being said, even though he was he preached on violence all the time, but because of because he interfered with their foreign affairs, they had to get rid of MLK. Plus, he had to awaken to the truth what was really taking place in America when it comes to black people. But not only black people, but American in general, the whole population. But that being said, the ghetto culture had been promoted and supported by the media and the aristocrats to control us as a group of people. This is why I don't subscribe to it. I don't subscribe to the thug life. I don't subscribe to the, the ghetto life. Now, some of us who grew up in the ghetto, doesn't mean just because you grew up in ghetto, you have to be ghetto. Um, I don't I don't subscribe to that. I don't buy into that um, notion, or that narrative, rather. So a lot of you guys who have grew up in the ghetto, not a lot of you guys, some of you guys, a lot of you guys grew up in middle-class home. Some of you guys grew up in the ghetto. That doesn't mean you have to be part of that. That's just a circumstance, you know. In life, you know, you don't you don't choose where you were born. It is what it is. But when it comes to single parents, it's the welfare state that was done 
with uh, uh, Roosevelt, which I'll be doing a, pack, a cast on him. I need to do a whole podcast on um, Franklin D. Roosevelt um, uh, administration. Uh, after the great, after the the the, the Great Depression, they, they introduced the Social Security and all those things, income tax, all that stuff. The Federal Reserve Bank, well, that was in 1913 under President, President Woodrow Wilson. But that being said, the ghetto culture, we as black, so-called black, so-called Negro, which I would like to refer to as, as Aborigines, that goes everybody from every black person you see in the Americas, they are Aborigines American. They're not from Africa. Let's keep that in perspective. They are all Aborigines. Contrary to popular belief. But once again, the the redneck, I'll call I will call this back as redneck black culture, is detrimental to our spiritual and mental health and our physical health. We need to the start culture too. And that goes for the woman. There's nothing wrong if you twerk and if you're a stripper, you twerk for a living. That's your job. I respect that. That's what you do for a living. Um, if you're twerking at your house, maybe at a, a house party with your girlfriend, that's fine and dandy, you know, nobody's going to front upon that, but when you make a page just for twerking non-stop, it gives the, the the young girls a bad a bad reflection of themselves, and same thing with the guys, when you're uh, promoting drugs, you're promoting gun violence, gang banging, all those things are detrimental to our health, spiritual health number one, mental health, and physical health. We should not glorify this thug, red, this redneck culture, which we derive from the Irish and the English, the poor Irish people that came here. They brought those culture with them. So they, into the 1930s and 20s, they they had that same mentality. They had to break away them, break away from that mindset. So they had to go back to school and educate themselves and learn how to be a civilized person in a civilized society. So we too. We, are, we, we have to break away from this ghetto mindset. It's a mindset. It's what you would call a crab in a barrel mindset. We have to evolve, spiritually evolve, mentally and physically evolve. We have to evolve as a people. Now, not all of us will make it. A lot of us, we are stuck in our ways. I don't say a lot of us, but well, the elderly, they, they, a lot of them, they're stuck in their ways. That's why I focus on the youth. A lot of people that's in their 40s, in the 50s, they're stuck in their ways. Consequently, it's hard for them to change their bad habits. So this is why we have to focus on the youth as because that they are the future of this nation. So the black youth are the future of this nation and the black white youth. Primarily the black youth because they're under tremendous pressure. So we have to uplift them, spiritually, mentally, and physically uplift them so they can carry on the legacy of this great people. So that being said, this ghetto redneck culture, we need to break away from because it's detrimental to our spiritual mental health. So I don't know why we have been promoting it, how we are, because the gangster, you see what happened in the 90s when gangster rap was introducing. You see what happened with Scarface. You know, like I said, entertain life, um, art entertain life. So that Scarface came out in 1980. 81, so then the drug epidemic came to the contract uh, deal with uh, Poppy, Bush Poppy, and Oliver Love, and Noriega, in Panama, and Nicaragua. So those those cultures, those gangster lifestyle is not healthy for us as a people. 
This is why we need to break away from this redneck ghetto culture, which derived from the Irish and the British, the lower class. Especially, you know, there's a lot of, even the word cracker, those crackers, um, that term came from the lower class. Um, the lower class English people, they were referred to them as crackers or rednecks because they was the lowest of the lowers. And a lot of those people, those are the people they were shipping to America, unbeknownst to a lot of people. They were not saying the best, okay? They, they were not saying the Ivy League. No, this is why they, when you go overseas to England, they say you speak American English, you don't speak English. And some people, they get being out of shape not knowing that it is true. You're not speaking proper English, you're speaking American English or Australian English. But the real British men, Englishmen, they were, especially the, the middle class and the upper class, they really will school you on how to speak proper English. So the way they teach us in school, they don't teach us proper English for the most part. So they give us a, a pigeon Well, English in itself is a pigeon language. It doesn't have any roots. So that being said, it's a pigeon language, just like um, Dutch and Swahili and Spanish. You can say Spanish too, but even Dutch, Swahili, Portuguese, those languages, uh, they are a uh, pidgin language because they use them as a, as a tool to translate to buy for commerce. So that being said, those are pidgin language. So that being said, this all even the Ebonics, I know this is a part of speech, but you don't want, you don't want to make it the standard of speech. And this is why it is essential that we as parents have to teach our children proper English. You know, the whole notion to tell your child that they speak right, that is so ignorant and stupid. That's stupidity at its highest level. That is stupidity at its highest level. You don't never tell somebody to speak white. Either you speak proper English or you, or you don't speak proper English. It's that simple. It's not you speaking white or you speaking black, okay? They have a lot of white person who speak very bad English and they're not speaking black, you know what I'm saying? So vice versa, if the person by speak proper English, don't quick to call him, oh, you acting white. No, dummy, they're speaking proper English. You should congratulate them on that. Don't tell them they're speaking white. There's no such thing as speaking white. Either you speak proper English or you don't speak proper English. It's that simple. There's no butter if about it. So we need to stop saying those terms because words are spirit. We need to stop telling our children this nonsense. And this is why we have to re-educate ourselves. We have to deprogram our brain just like a computer. We have to deactivate this Negro chip out of our mind to really understand what this thing is about. Because this ghetto culture, this redneck, this redneck culture, we need to it is imperative that we as a people need to break away from that, from that culture. We should not be glorifying it, you know. On TV, make it is the norm. Yeah, it's a part of the culture. It's part of our life, but you should not be glorifying the negativity. You know this hoish behavior, slutty behavior. No, because we're giving our the daughters a one, one uh, impression of our woman. Like, oh, our women are slutty and, and thirsty for no or uh, uh, promiscuous, and that's not the that's not the norm. And the, you see, that's just the media. And they like to use soundbite. You know how they use soundbite and they create this narrative. You're seeing it with coronavirus. You're seeing it with other stuff. But what I'm saying is that we as a people, particularly those of us who reside in the Americas, 
North, Central America and South America. But I'm just going to say North America right now because we're in North America. We need to break away from this ghetto culture because now with um, social media, this thing go like wildfire. A lot of people, they imitate that culture. They think that's how black people really are, which is far from the truth. Most black people don't behave like that. They don't act like that. And they do not glorify that kind of behavior in their home. So the whole notion to think that you think every black person is a ghetto or slutty or every black woman is slutty and ratchet, that's not, the, 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 that's, not, that's not it. That's not it. So you have to really understand where that came from, where, where it originated from. I told you it came from England and Ireland. A lot of those, um, that's why you get the word Slav. The Slav was the one that was enslaved. The European, um, the word slave came from the word Slav. Those Slavs, they were the lower class. They were the one that was being enslaved by Europe, by the woman, primarily by the woman, um, by the French and the German. They enslaved those people. They called them Slav. Even the Arabs was enslaving them too in the Middle East and some African too. So that being said, we should not be glorifying slavery. Yes, slavery is a part of the narrative, but it's not the whole narrative. That's a part of it, but it's not the whole thing. You have black people in this country that own slaves, and most of those slaves were Caucasian. Okay, let's be clear on that. So, the whole notion for us to glorify this redneck, black, this redneck ghetto culture, we need to break away from that. Because as we move forward to the next 30 years, the next when we move to the next 30 years from now, we cannot behave like this. You know, our world with this social experiment called coronavirus they're doing right now, our, our children's life have changed forever. They, they, that mental scar they put on our children is going to take a, a generation to overcome. So now it is a time for us to be proactive and really teach our children what's going on about the society, what's taking place in the, in the past, for us to have a better understanding. I said the liberals and the Democrat Party have really destroyed the black community. So you can argue all you want, but the fact is that the proof is in the pudding. So the liberals... Um, the leftists, they call them the leftists. They are really, I'm not saying the, 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 the Republican haven't done damage also. They, they have done damage. But if you look, if you compare apple to oranges, the liberals and the Democrats have done more damages than, than slavery. See, during slavery, most black people were married. Most black children was raised by two-parent households until the 60s, until the late 60s. Even in early, early 70s, when the feminist movement took place. So you have a lot. And the welfare state will, is another um, social engineer that the liberals are proposing. They were proposing this um, welfare state. So, so a lot of people become de- uh, dependent on the government, which is not good. Because when the government goes south, you go south too. So it's good to be independent. So this is why... I'm against all this social program like welfare and all those social security, all that stuff. I'm against those things because they put you in a state of dependence. So we need to break away from that. Okay. So that being said, the ghetto, the ghetto redneck culture, we as a people have to break away from it because it, it is detrimental to our spiritual, mental health and, and our children too is detrimental to their health. So we need to break away. We should not be glorifying that um, ghetto lifestyle. 
Yes, it is part of, of, of the, the culture, but we should not put it up front as our best. That's not that's our worst. So we need to put this in the back burner. We can talk about it briefly, but we shouldn't be glorifying it, put it all over TV. All, and then they, they, they promote it to the music, they promote it to the all that stuff in the media. So we need to stop talking about it and be who we are chose to be, who are we going to be. We need to be the best of ourselves. So this is what my, this is my take about this ghetto redneck culture. Um, we've been practicing this for the past 50 years now. I'll say the past 40 years, to be precise. We need to break away from this ghetto, um, ghetto redneck culture. Um, that's my take on this. Um, you guys may have your own perspective on this redneck uh, black culture, ghetto culture. Um, if you want to talk about it, you feel free to hit me up on Instagram. That's copper, colored, underscore colored, underscore American, all lowercase letters. Uh, you can reach me on Instagram, on, on Twitter, rather. Uh, at John Rosenberg, you can reach me on Facebook at John Rosenberg. Once again, thank you, thank you for tuning in to this podcast. My objective for this podcast is to reach a million listeners per day or per week. That is object- That's my objective for this podcast. A million listeners per day or per week. So that's the objective for this podcast. Support the podcast. Shout out to La France. Shout out to Le Parisien. Shout out to Mexico. Shout out to South Africa, shout out to Ethiopia, shout out to Nigeria, shout out to the United States who who have been supporting this podcast for over a year. Shout out to London, England, who have been supporting this podcast. London, I see you. I love the support in London. Uh, Shout out to Germany, Berlin, uh, Hamburg. Um, Shout out to China. Shout out to um, Turkey. Shout out to um, Saudi Arabia. Um, Shout out to Mexico, Guatemala, uh, Argentina, Chile. Shout out to Brazil, Brazil. Shout out, big shout out to Brazil. Uh, Big shout out to the Caribbean islands, all the Caribbean islands, Haiti, Jamaica, Barbados, Bahamas, um, Guyana, the Virgin Islands. Shout out to all the Caribbean islands. Um, Supported this podcast. That's the objective to reach a million people. Shout out to all the Korea, South Korea, uh, shout out to Japan. So you guys who listen to this podcast, support the podcast. Once again, this is your host. I'm your messenger, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Once again, take care. One love, one blood.